guys, welcome to episode 128 of A Wrestling Gal Podcast, providing you with a female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J, as today I am joined by the Finnish pro wrestling pioneer, Regina Rosendahl. Now let's chat. Hello, everybody. Today I am joined by the head trainer at Fight Club Finland, Regina Rosendahl. So how are you doing today? Hey, girl. Hey, I'm doing good. I'm just suffering from some nosebleeds, but I think it's because of the winter time here in Finland, but yeah, it is so, what it is. <laughs> yeah, so I'm from like New York, where our winters are mm-hmm. like pretty terrible, but we're used to it. But is Finland's up pretty north too? We might be on like yeah. the same level. Finland's up pretty north too. How has the weather been there? It's been snowing like crazy here the last few days. Yeah, we have a lot of snow, a lot of snow, and it's today it was like minus twenty six. Celsius, mm-hmm. which is, I think, about in the like sink, 15, sink. 15 yeah. Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's cold, but, you know, we're used to it. But it's just when it's this cold, it gets chilly <clears throat> inside the house as well. So, you know, trying to manage with the blankets and stuff. But, yeah, I love winter, though, so I don't mind. I think the winter toughens us up since we're used to it being so cold. I think it toughens us up a bit. What do you think? I think so too yeah okay. but I, I love having like all the four seasons like mm-hmm. I would never want to live anywhere where we don't have like actual winter actual yeah. fall and mm-hmm. I, I love all that fair enough I get that you don't want it to be too cold all year round I, I couldn't live yeah. with that either so I get you yeah now firstly how have you stayed positive during this crazy last year in the world what have you been doing well I've been doing a lot of stuff um Actually, 2020 was not bad for me. Um, I think I managed it quite well. I started working for or with my um, mental health a lot. Mm. I started my therapy and um, started school as well last year, Um, even though everything is kind of remotely. So I'm just at home, but I have a lot of stuff that I'm still working on. I'm learning new things, which I think helps a lot to get my brain to actually do something um but also um we've been doing okay with the uh COVID-19 mm-hmm. because we were able to have some shows last year yeah um but we only could ha- bring in like half half of the crowd that we usually mm-hmm. have and everyone was very wearing masks and stuff um so it was very nice to have that I think we had like three three shows last fall and then we had to shut down everything again and now we're at the point with the the new type of virus that came came to finland from um uk mm-hmm. and now now everything is shut down again we can't even have any trainings or anything so yeah now we're just waiting it out again yeah, it's a mess. I know the UK, I think they're on their third lockdown and like I would expect it to kind of be brought over within the European countries and all that. It's just 
unfortunate but as i say better safe than sorry you know but like you said yeah. it's brought you to new time and opportunities to focus on your mental health and with school like we were talking about off air it's definitely brought you to focus your time and energy into something else constructive yeah. so yeah definitely also i've been doing a lot of wrestling stuff as well like um behind the scenes stuff mm-hmm. um because i'm also part of uh the team that i'm kind of a promoter in in, in a way um and also the head coach so i'm like doing a lot of stuff that that we can prepare without actually seeing each other so mm-hmm. trying to keep things evolving mm-hmm. still evolving with the times yeah thank god yeah. for like skype and zoom and stuff like yes, that right exactly <laughs> Now, in terms of staying positive and motivated, is there any songs or music artists that pump you up or lift your spirits? Wow. Um, I think music has been like a huge part of of my life. But especially in these times, I feel like I'm listening to music every mm-hmm. day. Um, but I listen to so much different kinds of music that it's very hard to pick. I feel that. Kind of pick the pick the artist, but <laughs> yeah. um, it you depends on the you. mood, I think. Yeah. But you I think um, okay, because um, I think um, when I need to get my motivation up for like training and stuff, I usually lean to some female artists to give me that um energy. So I listen to a lot of Pink. Mm-hmm. I listen to uh, Lady Gaga and Little Mix. Um, and, but also, I also love, like, Amigo the Devil and, like, very dark music as well, like, very depressing kind of mm-hmm. songs about death and, and necrophilia and, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's, that's the range, kind of, so. <laughs> okay. It depends on the mood, really. We love a diverse queen over here. I'm the same way, though. (laughs) Like, I can go from listening to, like, hard rock to pop to R&B to country. It's basically anything except, like, classical. So, no, we love some good range. But I did find it ironic that you mentioned Pink because I know way, like, way back in the day you went to a Pink concert. I don't know if you've gone to one since. But on the topic of concerts, what has been the best concert experience you've ever had? Wow, I think uh, Pink is awesome live. Mm-hmm. I've seen her three times okay. in um, Helsinki. I think she's been here like four times, and I've seen three of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I love her shows. Uh, but I think the most recent one that I got to go that was actually like a stadium concert was the Backstreet Boys. Oh. <laughs> and they were mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. I can't – like – they're like in their 40s, maybe yeah. even in, in the 50s, some of them. <laughs> but the energy, they were so precise and so so spot on with all the choreography and, and, and all the songs. And even like the, the speaks in between like songs, they were mm-hmm. so, they didn't feel like they were tired or, mm-hmm. <laughs> or you know, used to doing that. They still, I could feel the energy of them wanting to be on that stage. So um that was a very very nice concert um and I still often think about that how great it was and it was sold out so the atmosphere was insane 
Now, are you a con? Because I love going to concerts myself. It's one of mm-hmm. the things that I'm sad about that I haven't been to a concert in like what it's been like 15, 16 months now. Yeah. Um, so are you one of those concert goers who is like all about raving or do you just kind of like to sit back and enjoy the music or do you kind of bounce between like the bar and the the floor <laughs> or what kind of concert goer are you? I'm really curious. Well, I, I love the bar, obviously. I, I love yeah. some good wine, <laughs> some good beer. Um, but usually I like to, again, it te- depends on the concert, but yeah. often I like to sit and listen but if it's uh, <clears throat> like a heavy rock type mm-hmm. of a band, then I prefer to stand and jump and, and dance maybe. So it depends. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, Not giving could... any straight answers to any of your questions. Just... No, like, like <laughs> we said, we love a diverse queen. There's different scenarios. Like I feel you. So for like, um, oh, like for some like country concerts, I'm um, obviously a lot of the music is like, like uplifting and like mm-hmm. not party, but like, what's the word? Upbeat is the right word. Yeah. And so you're like dancing and, you know, having a good time. But then for other ones like R&B, you'll, you'll kind of just listen to and like sway back and forth, like slowly. Yeah. So, I mean, it depends yeah. on the music. So I get that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I remember uh, I was watching um Toby Keith when he was here in oh. in Finland <laughs> and I don't know why but I've always loved Toby Keith and and that type of country music um so that was a very uh upbeat as you said <laughs> concert and it kind of forced you to move mm-hmm. out of your seat and just uh get to the rhythm <laughs> Now, if you could have any band or artist play your entrance out to the ring, who would it be and why? I mean, <laughs> my first entrance song was uh, Pink's Cause I Can. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a way, I think having her and having that kind of a uh, strong female mm-hmm. to do that, um, I think that I think she would be the most suitable but I don't know. I also love like good Finnish heavy music, like mm-hmm. Nightwish sort of stuff. It's very uh, depending on the character, obviously, because sometimes I go in a very dark place with my character, and mm-hmm. it it goes. I was even I all oh, <clears throat> I had supernatural powers at some point. Yeah. With my character, so I've I've been there, <laughs> and then I've been the up babe upbeat kind of baby face type of character as well so depending on the character but if I only had to pick one I would suit my character to be (laughs) something that could work with uh pink pink is really versatile in her music she's oh my god yeah over 20 years like 22 years now which is crazy Mm -hmm. but yeah now switching gears here I do understand you have a background in kickboxing and boxing so how actually yeah. extensive was your background in these Um well I had a green belt in kickboxing which is okay. like fourth because you kind of have a white belt when you start then you move yeah. on to yellow mm-hmm. and then to orange and then yeah. to green so I was pretty good at that and then I I did those for I think 5 years boxing and kickboxing and I was training like uh six days a week I was super obsessed uh with that's just something I do I always just 
find something i get up get obsessed with it and do it until i can't no more um but yeah i loved that and um that was um a very big part of how how i got more comfortable in with myself and yeah and with my body um in many ways um so i think it really helped in um getting into wrestling now i i was gonna ask you this later on but you since you kind of touched upon this you also touched upon this in your chat with kurt johansson which thank you for linking us together kurt i loved your yes. interview with <laughs> so but from woman to woman honestly how do you combat body shaming in this pro wrestling industry because it's something i've experienced in general as i'm not a wrestler but in general but mm-hmm. how do you combat it in the wrestling business um i wish i knew <laughs> um okay but i think um well since i'm still like um a growing talent so i don't mm-hmm. have like thousands and thousands of followers so i feel like mm-hmm. people that follow me are very respectful and actually like what i do so i i really rarely get any any kind of pod- body shaming from them it's usually someone just visiting my profile and just Mm -hmm. wanting to let me know that I look fat in my white gear um but it's very uh I I I've actually been talking about this with my therapist um and unfortunately I don't think that will ever stop Mm -hmm. in in the world at least not on the internet so I'm just now trying to find ways to just be content with myself and just understand that some people's opinions of me or or their comments have actually nothing to do with me Mm -hmm. and just understand that they (laughs) they they have their own battles Mm -hmm. for which reason they need to say stuff like that to other people um especially women um and i know a lot of like female wrestlers get so much more harassment and and body shaming yeah than the guys do so um i wish there was someone like a seminar for female wrestlers on, on how to deal with this from like someone who's been doing this longer um i've been in it, doing it for almost seven years but i still yeah. feel like <laughs> Um, I don't know. And also because uh, the, the Internet and, and, and the social media is so it's such a big part of this business. We get like like this interview is because I have social media. So um, there's no really way to be doing wrestling without social media. So we have to learn to live with it. But, yeah, that's a very hard question, too. And I don't know the answer <laughs> yet. I feel like too. Um, we're still, yeah, you're still in your 20s, correct? If I'm yes, re- read I'm, things correctly. Yes, um, I'm 20, uh, 26. I'm 27, seven in two two weeks. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, happy early birthday. Yes, but, um, thank you. <laughs> the point is, so I'm 23. You're 26. We're still in our 20s, mm-hmm. even though we are technically adults. Whatever. I yeah. feel like nobody, and there's no age, like, uh age point where you'll be fully confident I don't think anybody is fully confident or fully like self-loving 
And so mm-hmm. I feel like it is as cliche as it is. It is a journey, but I feel like it's something that it's not talked about a lot. And a lot of people don't like to talk about it because it's something that like we're ashamed of. But it's something that, like you said, needs there needs to be like a seminar or some outlet on there mm-hmm. about it because it shouldn't be a taboo subject when it's literally happening every single day and a lot of it is due to social media and like Mm -hmm. a lot of media influences and stuff and so I myself um like I said I've experienced it not in the wrestling aspect but like in real life Mm -hmm. and it's still like the same thing though you know yes and I just feel like we'll never get to a point as much as we want it to stop Mm -hmm. I feel like I it never will be truly eradicated but people need to be more educated and re and take time to think that, Oh, I'm taking my own frustrations out and putting it onto somebody else. Like you were saying that mm-hmm. you're trying to learn to not take it personally and stuff like that. Cause people have their own shit going on, but sometimes they cast it onto other people through negative yeah. comments like that. And I feel like we'll never truly get to a point where we'll be fully self-accepting. At least I can say that for myself. Yeah. Um, but it, it really is important in this digital age, as they say, to mm-hmm. uh, what's the word? It, educate people and yeah. basically just put logic on people <laughs> like <laughs> before you say something, you know, because the Internet's forever. Even if you delete it, you don't freaking know, like the impact that that one comment could have on somebody and it, everybody's struggling with their own stuff. So I don't know where I'm going with this, but yeah, yeah. I was just saying, basically <laughs> I can relate. Like you said, I don't know. There is no true way to eradicate it, but it's something that we're all combating together. And I feel like it's not talked about enough. And so yeah. like the fact that we can relate on this from woman to woman, it's just, it's sad, but it's also, you know, you're not alone at the same time, you know? Yeah, and I think um, this and other aspects of wrestling as well, it's very important to build a community with the women um, as we are doing in in FCF wrestling. It's not only the female wrestlers and the female talent, but also like our backstage interviewer, our our commentator, our uh, video person, like all, all the people that are non male, basically. I Mm -hmm. want them to um to find a community and be you know support each other and because the this business is so tough on 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 well everyone yeah but especially the minorities which we still are in, in wrestling um so so yeah I think the community is is super important in this Especially, too, in this age where everybody, like we mentioned earlier, nobody has direct contact. It's important to build a positive and encouraging community, especially since your main communication is through virtual and like this digital age, like we said, for sure. Yes, yes. Now, you talk about, though, you have been a coach now for FCF and Mm -hmm. you are a true pioneer in Finnish wrestling. And like you said, you've only been in the business for seven years now, which is insane. But do you ever feel any pressure of having to live up to your role as a pioneer and a coach now? Uh, Yeah, all the time, every day. (laughs) I feel the weight (laughs) of responsibility on my shoulders. Um, And especially as a woman, I feel like um, a lot of people are still looking at female wrestling, something that is something less than what Mm -hmm. the males do. 
Um, and I know a lot of people don't accept accept the fact that I'm the head coach or they don't like the fact that I'm the head coach. And there are some people who have never been to my trainings even. Mm-hmm. In and um, and I also know I hear the whispers of people talking like um, that I shouldn't be the head coach because I have this this and this many years of experience, yeah. but but they don't say the same thing about guys who have less experience than me who also are coaches. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it's obviously a gender thing, and it's obviously even if they realize it themselves or not. Um, but there's a such a high pressure because of that to perform and do everything correctly, and um, because I feel like if I if I do something, um, what's the word? Non-traditional. Um, no, if I just make a mistake, basically. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, then um, then it's because, oh, that's because she's a woman, you know? Yeah, I feel like I'm failing. Scrutinized. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm failing my whole gender, basically. Um, and this is what I have <laughs> told all my, all my baby wrestlers, uh, female wrestlers, that um, you really have to show it when you go out there and perform, because... Some people in the audience and some people backstage are going to say, if you do something that is not good, it's because you're a female. Mm-hmm. And then they just think, oh, yeah, she can't do that because obviously because female wrestlers suck. And men don't have that. If they go there, they do something bad, then it's just, okay, this person can't wrestle or can't do this. But it's not. No one says that, mm-hmm. okay, so male can't, men can't be uh, wrestlers. Like, yeah. <laughs> that never happens. It's but, a double standard, yeah. Yes, and it's just a stigma to to be a female wrestler. I mean, the, the stigma of of how how women have been treating in the, treated in this business mm-hmm. for so long, and especially watching uh, WWE, it's because they, um, whether we like it or not, they are the ones setting the standard of what wrestling is in the mm-hmm. world. So when they did not treat the women equally, then they were not equal in the wrestling world. Mm-hmm. That's just basically how it goes, unfortunately. Um, but of course, thank God, they are now doing so many things differently and yes. um, setting an example for female wrestlers. And that's why I think we are growing and growing and growing all the time. But it's still a lot of responsibility <laughs> on all of our shoulders. Yeah, well, obviously, if you weren't respected and talented and gifted enough, they you wouldn't have been named head coach. So you were obviously named head coach for a reason because you have that wisdom, that skill, yeah. charisma. You have something that makes you a good fit for this head coach. But within your role as head coach, what is the one thing you try to instill in all your trainees at FCF through your training? If there's one most important rule or thing you teach them, what is it? Ooh, it's hard to pick one, but um, when I think about wrestling, especially nowadays, um, I just think about storytelling. Mm-hmm. We're we're story- storytellers, and we are characters who tell stories. Um, so if I could only tell them to do one thing, I would tell them to 
learn how to script a match and tell a story. That's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Everything else, if you can do those things, then everything else kind of just falls into place. Um, you only need to know like two or three moves to be able to make a wrestling match work. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's better if there's more than two moves, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, basics, can, yeah. Yeah, but you can still do it. So I think that is the most important thing for wrestlers and for my girls is uh, <laughs> the one thing I try to tell them all the time is to take space. Just take up space and don't be shy or or don't feel like you don't deserve to have this spot or don't or feel like you taking up to you're taking up too much space i always tell them to take that space because the audience wants to see you your fucking money um and just don't be uh, intimidated by the fact that this is a man's world you know that's what i always try to tell them um because that's what I've been seeing throughout the years that women are kind of like, okay, thank you for giving me these five minutes. Um, it's it's like that's what happens when you're constantly told that you are not as good as the other guys here. Yeah, you like can you're lower just, your standards. Yeah, exactly. You're just a female wrestler. You're just a female wrestler. So that's what I'm trying to myself unlearn all the time and also tell the new girls coming in that, just take up the space. It's yours. I love that. I love, too, that you remind them that they're fucking money. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> but they are. I mean, yeah. we have the biggest female roster in the Nordic country's history right now. We have oh, seven wow. active female wrestlers. And we've never sold this many tickets before. We've never had this many people interested in our product. And that's not a fucking coincidence. It's we're changing the world. We're making wrestling better. And the girls are such a huge part of this. Now, in terms of storytelling, I also understand that FCF has acquired an acting coach as well. So how has that acquisition been? And do you collaborate like you as head coach with the acting coach? Do you collaborate at all with the acting coach during these trainings? Yes. Yeah. Um, we often kind of plan together what to what to <clears throat> teach, because obviously he's an actor, but he's an arrest. He's not a wrestler. So we have to kind of join the forces to, yeah. um, um, to find a perfect, perfect balance in how to train, train acting to wrestlers. Um, but yeah, he he does. Um, he does like one-on-one coaching with people mm-hmm. about their characters, about all that little kind of stuff. And then we have this group or had not anymore. We had this group trainings uh, with all of us just doing basic acting skills and basic vocal les- lessons and, mm. and stuff. Um, and right now we are only doing like <clears throat> some, some like performing skills for mm. our, what's the word? Like not the wrestling talent, but the other talent that we have, the um commentators and the mm-hmm. ring announcer and then every everyone who's kind of like non-wrestling roles non-wrestling roles yeah. exactly yeah so they are doing like a remote like via skype kind of things right now so yeah um 
there's a lot that he can teach because there's like it's it's a <laughs> um it's such a hard thing to learn and yeah. like um and in wrestling we have so many different kind of areas that we also need to work on like that has something to do with acting you know is you know entrances and wrestling and uh, heel work and face work and how to use your voice and and then the character building and ugh, all that and he also is a good storyteller so he has um he can give hints on if if we go to him like saying like okay we have this story and we want this kind of feeling out from the audience then he can give you tools on how to work that as an actor so yeah he's been great a great addition to our coaching team it's good too that you've been a part of fcf for a long while now and you've transitioned organically from training to being a pro wrestler to now being a head coach but one Mm -hmm. time i saw you say you found fcf wrestling almost by accident so can you (laughs) elaborate on this well, yeah, because um, I was, um, I think I was like 10 or 11 years old when I decided that I wanted to be a pro wrestler, yes. you know, watching WWE and falling in love with uh, John Cena. Um, yeah, <laughs> who, who was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just always figured that I have to move to Canada or somewhere to start pro wrestling. And then I think I was in high school. I, I was like 16 years old and I found like a flyer. Uh, of a pro wrestling event that was happening in my town which is not a very big town (laughs) that I I was uh, living in at the time Um, but they for some reason had shows there and I was like I this is meant to be why did I just walk past why didn't I just walk past this I just saw this flyer and they're in my hometown and I love this sport and um yeah so I just went there and I from from there on I watched I went to all of their shows until I graduated high school and that's when I started my own training but yeah it it was very different from what it is now yeah Um, but um it was still what I loved so I didn't really it didn't really matter (laughs) what the product was I was I would have probably still went in (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't you love when things happen like that though it's like a yes. sign like like you said that like if like what are the chances you know that you happen to be walking by that and then your whole life is forever changed by some crazy things so definitely yeah wow. uh, exactly I know I would have gotten mm-hmm. into wrestling anyway but it wouldn't mm-hmm. I think yeah. the story would have been a lot different mm-hmm. if I hadn't found that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Truthfully, FCF Wrestling would be very different if I hadn't found them. So I bet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, who are some talent from the European wrestling scene in general that you'd like to perhaps bring over to Finland and work with? Damn. Oh, I think there's so many. Um, I know. <laughs> especially like um, my brain went straight to the UK scene. Um and I think from there, I love Viper or Piper Ooh. Niven. Mm-hmm. I love her. I would so want to get her here. Um, then Aisha Raymond. Mm-hmm. Um, she was also in the May Young Classics, I think, in yes. the first one. Well, I can't remember. Um, and then Ria O'Reilly from 
Well, I think she's like, she's Irish, Irish, but I think she's probably in London now. But yeah, from Eve. Uh, She's the head coach, I think, in Pro Wrestling Eve. So I think I would love to have her to have a seminar for my girls Mm -hmm. and also to work myself or some other other talent. But then also I've been really trying to I have these adopted wrestling babies in other countries okay. i have one in in norway who is vicky nocton she's like this heavy metal priestess <sighs> dark satanic kind of girl she was here um training with us a year ago um so i've been trying to get her here to do a show but obviously um we can't <laughs> yeah. bring anyone in even if we could have shows um it ha- it hasn't been possible and the other one is um alice inc from sweden Mm-hmm. who I am oh, I'm dying to get into ring with her she was here training as well and we've been uh with the both of the girls I've been in contact since ever since and me and Alice have a beer now and then via Skype so oh, I love that <laughs> yeah and I love her I think she's my soulmate uh but I hope uh, I can bring her here um as soon as we can um but yeah, these are two like super hardworking mm-hmm. and talented females um, that I've kind of adopt- adopted into the FCF women. Alice Inc., I've been uh, in contact with her for an interview, so thanks to Kurt again. So I'm excited yes. to have a chat with her. I'll have to ask her about your beer over uh, Skype or Zoom. <laughs> I'll have to ask her about that. But Please yeah, do. That, that should be fun. Yeah. Oh, that's so that's so cool though that like you get to talk to people from around the world. Like like we talked about, like this wrestling industry is literally like worldwide, and it's so yeah. cool that the people you get to meet, especially well, like through the pandemic when you're forced to go through other means that's not person to person, but like that it has been the one benefit is I've gotten to meet people like you from Finland, Alice from Sweden, a lot of mm-hmm. the Australian girls, the UK girls, uh, like Mexico, Canada, like a lot of yeah. these countries. And may, I don't think that maybe would have happened if like th- this, well, granted, I do a podcast anyway, so I probably would have, yeah. but like the wrestling industry is one of those things that is worldwide. And you meet yes. so many different people from so many different paths of life. So it's really cool. It is. Yeah. And I can't wait to be able to travel again and meet mm-hmm. new people actually face to face. But I have, you know, found people on social media during mm-hmm. last year and made like actually friends with people via social media. So yeah, that's right. cool as well. Now, speaking of places you want to travel, what are some of the places on your bucket list you would like to check off and travel to, whether it be for wrestling or just to visit? I think I would love to visit almost almost every country in the world. (laughs) But um, wrestling wise, because my brain is in wrestling right now, I don't I don't Mm. think I've been this motivated in in a couple in many years to really build my own career instead of um, building the promotion here. But um, now I have that spark and I just can't wait to be back in the ring. Um, but yeah, I think my first one would, would be Fierce Females in um, Glasgow. Glasgow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I think just the idea of being able to train with only women by a wi- mm-hmm. woman and then have shows with only women I think that would be a dream come true really mm-hmm. um so that's like my number one and also pro wrestling eve in London 
<sighs> I love I them. love them. I, yeah, me too. I've been so obsessed and I love the feministic branding and stuff that they have. Um, but then um, I would love to um, visit the female wrestling promotions in Japan as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been like a huge fan of Japanese wrestling. I've always kind of been aware of it and I watch like some of it. But I can't say that I I I know the history or I know even what's going on right now, really. But um, I think it is it has always intrigued me how passionate and hardworking they seem to be. Yeah. That I would love to be able to step into that culture and see how they how they perceive wrestling and how they do it. I think that would be in, incredible. Um, and and then obviously the states um, because I we what we do in Finland is we have the American style of wrestling because our the first guy who brought wrestling to Finland was um, Canadian so we oh, have okay. the American style mm-hmm. um, so I think being able to go to Shimmer or Shine Fine. or uh, Women of Wrestling super heroes wow yeah wow superheroes yeah yes and uh, yeah um so that i think those are my end goals Mm -hmm. in 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 wrestling or maybe not end goals but like the next next um things to check off my bucket list obviously i would love to be able to do this for a living someday but i also need to consider my um mental health if it's uh, possible Mm -hmm. for me mentally um and everything else in life of course you never know what what, what's going to happen how my body is gonna be able to kind of keep up and everything so that's one of the reasons why i'm in university right now to have something that i'm also passionate about to be able to fall back on if something was to happen but but yeah so many promotions that I would love yeah. to visit. Yeah, but mostly female wrestling promotions and yeah. also just promotions that I know that are safe and the people are decent. And I don't mean that the people who are just decent towards me or mm-hmm. nice towards me, but like towards everyone, all the all all kinds of people with different ethnic backgrounds or, or sexual orientations or whatever. Um so I'm not interested in, in how they really treat me, but how they treat people. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah. Get that. Yeah, I get that after the events of last year. But I digress. Yes. I get it. <laughs> now, lastly, we're all about hashtag girl power here on A Wrestling mm-hmm. Gal. So is there any female in your personal or professional life that inspires or empowers you the most? Wow. Actually, if I just think of the strong women that I have in my life obviously F- the all the FCF women inspire me mm-hmm. every day but um I come from a family of strong women so I think my mother is my number one inspiration and she she's also my number one fan she's been to all of my shows mm-hmm. she she has all my merchandise um <laughs> and then my sister or both both of my sisters older sisters um are hugely they have hugely impacted um, my life and been hugely supportive of my wrestling. Um, so I think those three are my number one 
female wrestling, no female wrestling, but um, my number one three female um, goals or <laughs> uh, inspirations. In- inspirations. Yeah. yeah. That's good, too. You have such a powerful network of people in your personal life, like your sisters and your professional life with everybody at mm-hmm. FCF. It's important to have a good balance between both worlds, for sure. Yeah. But um, also, like, um, if I think of, like, outside of, of my personal life, mm-hmm. then obviously Char- Charlotte Flair is my number one inspiration I- outside. outside. So... Um, yeah, she's my. I think she's my idol, and she's my favorite wrestler wrestler right now. Um, and I can't believe you got to interview her. Oh yeah, it's funny <laughs> that you say that because I have a frame of her photo hanging up literally right next to me right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I, I love her. She, she's fantastic. Like I really hope that I've met her three times now. Fortunately, I really hope mm-hmm. that you get to meet her one day because. She is one of the biggest sweethearts. And like you said, she is one of the best, if not the best in the world. She's fantastic. Yes. I, I love her completely. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love her, too. But I also am a firm believer of never meeting your heroes. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I'm kind of afraid of ever meeting her. I kind of hope I don't and kind of hope I will. I don't know how I feel about that. But um, but, yeah, she's definitely a hero and an inspiration to me. Oh, I love that. Uh, see, we're we're finding some common ground here. I love that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, before I let you go, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on all your social medias? Yes. Well, I am to Regina. Uh, so that is T-O-O Regina um, in mostly, I think, all of my um, social media. So on Instagram, which I am mostly active on. Um, I'm also on Twitter on Facebook and on YouTube. And then I also have my merchandise um, shop online, which is called Regina Shop. So if you want to support my weird weird wrestling habit, just go there and buy my merch. Um, I have all that links to to the shop in my social media platforms. So thank God for Linktree and like all of that uh, yes. fun stuff. Because I use that too. There's too much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a lot of fun. Yes, thank you so much for having me. This was an honor to be on the show. I love that you invited me. And thank you for Kurt Johansson again for connecting us. (laughs)